It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's going to be a healthy-ish Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs as the Bengals get ready to go to Arrowhead this weekend to try to win their second straight AFC championship. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine, as we get you ready for the AFC Championship game. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be delivered to your devices. First thing when we drop our content every day, and you can join the many, many Bengals fans out there that make us their first listen every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, who helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. Well, James, we have a lot to talk about today. We uh, didn't obviously get your score prediction on the crossover yesterday to some of our listeners chagrin. So we will get to that eventually, but let's start with the health updates. I think that there has been a lot of consternation this week, a lot of thought given to the idea that Patrick Mahomes may be limited. And he may be limited, but this is two straight days of the Chiefs listing him as a full participant in practice. The only limited participant in practice, in fact, for the Chiefs is Nicole Hardman. And the only other heavy contributor for the Chiefs that is missing is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is on injured reserve. So very healthy Chiefs team. That's the update from Kansas City. On the other side, James... Doesn't look like there's any movement in the right direction that would suggest that Jonah Williams or Alex Kappa will return this week. And the big question mark for me is Hayden Hurst popping up with a calf injury on Thursday's injury report. It's not a question mark. He's going to play. He's fine. I think they were just being cautious with him. Now, if, if something crazy happens, then don't quote me on it, I guess. But, you know, if the game was today, he'd play. So... That's the good news. Um, yeah, no Jonah. That's it. The good news about Kappa, nothing's on that ankle anymore. You know, mm-hmm. he had some tape, but he was walking around the locker room. If you, you get by the Chiefs, you're going to probably see Alex Kappa uh, with a, a title on the line. So uh, I, I'm confident in that. We'll see, of course. You got, you got to get past Sunday first. So it's going to be Max Sharping and Jackson Carmen and Akima Denegy. Uh, alongside Cordell Volson and Ted Karras. Karras re- wearing a brace on his knee, back-to-back days in practice, but uh, he, he's doing just fine and uh, had some uh, – j- joked with me a little bit in, in, during the uh, open media part uh, of, of locker room today. So overall, it's about the same team that you, you'll see or you saw last week that that destroyed the Bills. But it's a different front for the Chiefs, and, and I think that this is a really interesting test for Jackson Carmen. Really interesting test for the interior of this Bengals offensive line because I thought Max Sharping was better against the Bills 
But it's a whole other thing when, when you're talking about Chris Jones. It's a whole other thing when you're talking about uh, going on the road and having to communicate uh, if you're Jackson Carmen. And, and so the communication aspect, Arrowhead's on another level than, than Buffalo, and especially when you, you probably won't go up 14 nothing on your first two possessions like they did on uh, this past week. So uh, healthy-ish for the Bengals because I, I think Hayden's going to be fine, but you're going to be out those guys that uh, we thought were going to be out this week. That's good news on Hayden Hurst. I only saw that he was limited and it was a mysterious thing to those of us on the outside. So that's why you get the big bucks, James, you're down there at Paul Brown stadium, able to bring those details. And, and that does watch him not play now. Cool. Watch him not play now. Like something wild happened and he doesn't play. I, you you did give no. the caveat that, you know, something could happen, but at this point the expectation is positive and, and that yeah. is good news. Yeah. I think that the offensive line is, is a big story again this week, spent a lot of time in the crossover talking about it. Uh, you know, People on Twitter, of course, weighing in, you know, Jackson Carmen should be starting even if Jonah Williams is healthy and Chris Jones, you know, the, the game wrecker. And, and these are the the major stories. Right. But the, the other difference that Jeff Schwartz points out is depending on the kind of offense the Bengals choose to play this week, Jackson Carmen could be tested differently at tackle than he was tested last week when he was able to set at, at what. Uh, Schwartz called 45 degree sets, which is like a 45 degree angle, right? Not a vertical, not a horizontal set. It's a, it's a particular kind of pass set that he's describing that an offensive line expert could describe much more accurately than I could. And two hand punching, which is something that Jackson Carmen is always going to do. He thinks that Frank Clark could hypothetically pre- present some different problems and the guys the Bills were throwing out there at edge, even though Frank Clark is not what he used to be in terms of consistency. He, he does still have a lot of experience in the league, a lot of know-how, the, the veteran savvy to string pass rush moves together and these sorts of things. But obviously, Chris Jones is a big test, right? And we saw Cordell Volson and Alex Kappa do a great job with Chris Jones along with Ted Karras the last time these teams played. He's a great player, but, you know, th- there's this question, and we talked about it with Sam James, is to can he do it on his own? And yeah. Without Kappa, who's had a great deal of success generally against Jones in his career, that job gets a little bit harder for this front. And it's, again, a week where they will have to step up. Yeah, I think that the Bengals' offensive line is going to have some issues. I I do. And let's start with Frank Clark. I agree. Certainly not what he once was. But those role players, like Dunlap too. I, I think Clark's still better than Dunlap. But Dunlap's in the mix there. Carlos Dunlap for those that weren't aware that he was in Kansas city when you're at home and you have that kind of crowd. And that's why I mentioned the communication stuff. I think that that's a big edge to a defensive line that can take, you know, try to jump the snap and and time it perfectly. And it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge for Jackson Carmen. It's going to be a challenge for a energy, but the guy you're right. It's, it's Chris Jones. Can, can you contain him? You're not going to stop him. He'll make some plays, but can you contain him with Max Sharping and, and in your interior of, of this offensive line? I like Max. I, I think he's he's solid. Mm-hmm. I think if you had five Max Sharpings, you'd be okay. And okay is better than what the Bengals have been in the, the offensive line room for, for years now, to be quite honest, up until this season. So uh, hopefully he plays his best game, has, has started both playoff games thus far. 
That's the question. If you, you want to talk about a path outside of turnovers and the obvious stuff to the Chiefs winning this game or winning this game by a lot, it's Chris Jones just going off and going nuclear. And he's capable of doing it. Uh, I, I asked Zach Taylor about him on Wednesday, and he was like – it was after Burrow was brought up as a top five MVP uh, you know, and MVP finalist. And Zach was like, are you sure Chris Jones isn't in that conversation as well? And so he's, uh, he certainly respects him and preparing for him for a fourth time in, in 13 months. It doesn't make it any easier. He is on the defensive player of the list, the defensive player of the year short list, correct? I believe so. He, he yeah. should be. Yeah. Um, the, the good news is to me, talking about this offensive line. This is a Bengals team that the last two weeks has known they were going to have potential issues with their offensive line. And they've coped with it really well. And I know that the Bills don't have the teeth necessarily on defense that the Chiefs have, but they have really good linebackers. They had a a consistently high-performing defense this year, even if they didn't have a great game against the Bengals. And there's been kind of this reaction to the game that I think is an overreaction that is like, oh, the Bills defense is awful suddenly the Chiefs' defense is, is better than the Bills' defense, which, to be fair, the Chiefs' defense has been better lately, but who have they played lately is a corollary question that you have to ask when when evaluating those results. But where, where I was going with this idea is that Joe Burrow and this offensive coaching staff, Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor, Pitcher, et cetera, go down the line of the offensive coaches, yeah. have been so well-prepared yep. and have had so many answers ready and have had so many curveballs ready based on tendencies they've put on tape. Their preparation the last four or five weeks, I I know that a couple of those games took some adjustments, but their preparation to me has been really impressive in the stride they're on right now on offense, really impressive, and that starts, of course, with Joe Burrow. And that's probably where we go next, right? I mean, we, we, we go nine minutes without talking in depth too much about Joe Burrow. Uh, but it all comes down to him, right? And the way he's playing is that he's playing at a really high level and he's going to have to continue that this week. So we'll go there next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 depends on the team members you surround yourself with, which is why Joe Burrow loves having, well, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to throw to and that's also why you have to check out linkedin jobs with linkedin jobs you can hire qualified candidates like the jamar chase of your field or t higgins tyler boyd of your field i'm just going to keep using the receivers you know me jake i'm a big receiver guy linkedin jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools they go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post and they're 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. So make sure you check them out now. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe Burrow has put this team on his back in some ways. He is the unquestioned leader of the Cincinnati Bengals. He is the reason that they are where they are. That's obvious. These are all very, very obvious things. We've talked this week with Sam, with Mike. I talked about it yesterday in our crossover with Ryan. I think he's played quarterback at a nearly perfect clip. He's obviously had a few mistakes in there. There are a few exceptions to the rule, but he's been so good lately. Despite drops from some of his receivers at times, go back to the last time these two teams played and Tyler Boyd dropped the easiest touchdown pass of his life that could have made that game a little bit more lopsided or dealing with the offensive line being what it is. Unflappable, right? Supremely confident, playing with great timing, great accuracy, great feel for the game. And again, in a game against Patrick Mahomes, we'll talk about the defense. We're, we're talking about the, some of the same things we talked about last week going into that Buffalo game, right, James? Like, yeah. how, how many points do you need? Is it is it 30? Is it 34? Is it 37? Maybe it's a little bit lower and we're surprised again, right? But but that's what we're talking about again this week. Yeah. It, well, it's because you're talking about the class of the AFC. And the Bills, I think some put the Bills on a tier that maybe they weren't. And I thought it was going to be tough. I thought there was an emotional aspect there. Uh, I also picked the Bengals to win partially because of Burrow, right? And I just, I thought he would, take care of the ball more and, and not make that big mistake. And it really didn't even come down to that. The Bengals were just that much better. I think these are the two best teams in the AFC, which makes sense, right? But I think they're the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's that's the part of this where it's real easy to be like, oh, yeah, well, the Bengals have Patrick Mahomes' number. They're 3-0. and Well, a big reason why, all you have to do is look at the stats. And Joe Burrow's been better than Patrick Mahomes. He's in, and it might not be through four quarters. It might be in the second half of the AFC championship game when the Bengals rallied back from an 11 point halftime deficit and an 18 point deficit overall. It might be having to overcome an awful offensive line and sneak away from Chris Jones and run for seven yards, yards and or eight yards on third and seven and the best third and seven run in NFL history. I hope Michael Vick's like awesome spin move overtime run wasn't on third and seven because well then i'm wrong but uh yeah i i think uh from a, a quarterback standpoint you need joe burrow to be the guy that we saw against buffalo because if he's that guy he might not start nine for nine they might go three and out they might like because chris jones might get to him once and they might get behind the chains and it's this game could feel a little different, even if he's playing at that level. But if he's playing at that level, are you going to pick against the Bengals? Are you take everything else out of it? Take how the offensive line does and everything that we spent nine minutes talking about. Take away Lou Anarumo and the defensive adjustments that you would expect him to make if Patrick Mahomes starts off cooking. All of those things. If Burrow's playing at this insane level, I think they can compete with anyone. And uh, that's my expectation for him. I, I know he's confident going into Sunday. He, we don't have any of the I never feel like an underdog type clip. You know, the, the I'm him thing kind of went viral. But, but there hasn't been any of that this week really from Joe. Maybe that will change Friday when he talks. But I expect, uh, 
I expect him to play at a really, really high level. And if he does that, the Bengals can go anywhere and win. They did get a little bit more of that free motivation on Thursday from yeah, Willie Gay, about it. from yeah. Eric Weddle. So, Eric Weddle, too? What did Eric Weddle say? <laughs> Eric Weddle was back. With, no, he uh, didn't. He said something else. With K. Adams. He picked the Chiefs. He said, oh, well, you know, well, he said he was wrong. He admitted he was wrong. But he, you know, he didn't, he didn't, you know, take anything back. And he thought he would, you know, he was surprised with the outcome and all these things. So I'm sure if you wanted to get some more motivation from Eric Weddle, who said, by the way, like, you're doing it wrong if you're getting motivation from me, which I think is ridiculous. There have been a few, a few people that have like written about where the Bengals are getting motivation from and have yeah. made a big deal out of them taking extra, you know, taking, making it personal, you know, like Michael Jordan did in the, in the documentary all the time. Yeah, they've also said if you need extra motivation, Joe Burrow, I think, has said this. You're you're playing the wrong game. Sure. Right. So yeah. like, I think it's a bit overblown, but uh, yeah. So the Willie Gay stuff, I could tell you firsthand how, and I'm not going to name names, but how some of the biggest stars uh, on the team, how they took that, they were like, and for the the audio audience, they just kind of shrugged and, yeah. and brushed it off, about as simple as as can be. And I know people. Uh, wrote about what well, I, I think they ran it by Jamar, um, but he, uh, this is off the off the right. Their reactions were like, okay, I don't have anything to say to him. Like they just kind of, and, and I think that's the fun part about this team. I don't think they need mo- more motivation, but the moment that NFL ticket stuff last week dropped, I heck, I did a video on CBT. I was like, of course I would use, I would print this out and put it in every locker, mm-hmm. but. I don't care if it's rational. Guess what? You're, you're trying to win something. You don't have to be rational right now. Now's the time to be whatever the hell it is and whatever it takes to get the job done. And did that have anything to do with it? Them studying hard or anything? No, but it might've got them a little more fired up before the game. I don't think anyone in the pregame huddle is going to say, Oh my God, Willie Gay said that our offense, it, it scares him. What? Nothing. He says our offense is nothing. Let's go out there. Maybe they do that. I don't think that's going to change the outcome one way or the other. Just like I don't think Mike Hilton's Burrowhead comment is is going to matter when the lights come on. And by the way, if the Chiefs go out there and they crush the Bengals or they beat the Bengals, then they better let Mike know, right? On the flip side, if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, well, they better let Willie Gay know, hey, I thought you you, you weren't scared of nothing. Well, you, you should be. And so that's the fun part about this. Yeah, I mean, there there's going to be trash talk, right? That seems to be where we are in the current timeline of Joe Burrow going to back-to-back AFC Championship games with Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals. That that's where we are. We we have a, we've got articles written this week about the Bengals becoming the new Tom Brady New England Patriot villains of the NFL. So, I guess that's that's where we are in the cycle. But yeah, I mean, you take motivation wherever you can get it. I don't think it matters either. But neither team lacking. For, for bulletin board material this week. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure it'll come up in smack talk. It'll come up after the game, regardless of who wins. Somebody will say something, and, and we'll see what that looks like. But, James, let me ask you a question before we go talk about the defense. On a scale of 1 to 10, what level of importance are you assigning to the Bengals' run game this week? Ooh. Well, look, if the Bengals can run it like they did last week, the game's already over. They shouldn't play. I'm not, and that sounds crazy, but it's not. Because if you want to give Joe Burrow that kind of run game, 
I, I think uh, I think they're just going to roll. And this offense is just going to be able to go up and down the field and do whatever it wants. I mean, Burrow's used to winning without a run game in the NFL, which is just kind of wild. You know, this year, how many times he's, he's won without them being, you know, two-dimensional and one-dimensional. So, but it's important. I would say a six. I could I, I could go higher because if they do run the ball well, I think they win. But right, and it's just over. But it's a six because if they don't run it well, they could still win. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's the the aspect of it where I don't want to say eight or nine because I could see them winning without it. But if they do run it well and Mixon's running for five yards a clip, well, man. I mean, good luck. Good luck stopping the, the the Joe train when Joe Mixon, you know, the second Joe is is putting up numbers like that. And both teams ran about the last time these teams played. I think it is, and, and I've said this all week, I think it is a, a factor in this game. It'll help both teams stay on schedule, especially if Patrick Mahomes is at all limited. Staying in second and five and third and two is better than being in third and long. And we saw that last week with the Bengals against the Bills that helped them finish that game out, which they've been so good at this year. But they bled so much time off the clock. By the time the Bills got the ball back, it would have taken an, an, an a miracle of proportions we haven't seen before in the NFL for them to win at the end of that game. The game was effectively over. But a huge part of this game, James, is a Lou Anarumo-Andy Reid matchup, the Lou Anarumo-Patrick Mahomes matchup, the Bengals dump, defense dump, dump, of Patrick dump. Mahomes matchup. So let's talk about that to finish the show next before we get to your prediction. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. It's Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday is here, and you need to get in on the action with FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting sponsor, and they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And by the way, they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel customers, well, if you're not a FanDuel customer, join today. And get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. They have all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to players, player props. By the way, the Chiefs now favored again because it looks like Patrick Mahomes' ankle is A-OK suddenly. It's wild. Up and down, topsy-turvy, the... Home, uh, the home team favored, which means the Bengals underdogs yet again. So, again, don't miss out with Fandoff. Again, a $5 bet is going to get you $150 in free bets, win or lose, at Fandle.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fandle, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Before we get to your prediction, James, and we do need to get to your prediction, people are very upset that they didn't get one from me yesterday. Not all people, huh? only a few people, and probably not very, just a little. Anyway, let's talk I'm a upset. little bit. I'm upset, upset, man. I wasn't there, man. You should have gave a prediction. Yeah, maybe. Go ahead. Go ahead and give one, Jake. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this Bengals defense because this is a team that has had answers to slow down, not stop, slow down Patrick Mahomes and hold – 
that offense to some of their lower point totals that they've put up in the last few years has held Patrick Mahomes to some of the worst numbers that he has against any other team in the last two years. And there, there's a large contingent, I think, that is waiting for Andy Reid, one of the best coaches of all time, according to many, and I would tend to agree, to find answers to the approach that Lou Anarumo brings. But Anarumo has been so multiple, so versatile, so quick to adjust, showing so many different things. That, I think, is part of what makes it so hard for Reid to find answers. And without Tyreek Hill, which we've, which we've seen this year, this is a different offense to defend. Yes, Travis Kelsey is excellent. Yes, Patrick Mahomes can throw to anybody and have success. But I, I still think that you, you got to feel pretty good about Lou Anarumo's track record against some of these great quarterbacks in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes included. You do. No doubt about it. Can he do it again? I mean, that's just it's where we're at. It's mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough to do. Can he do it again? Uh, you know, there's so much talk about Mahomes' ankle this week. You just got to treat him like he's 100%. And if it looks like he's not, then you go from there. It, you can't go into it saying, oh, well, we're going to blitz him and see, or, you know, we're going to act like he can't move and see if he can. That That's the opposite. I would, I would always go on the other side, right? Proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what they'll do. But you never know. It, it's uh, it's one of those things that makes Lou great and, and has made this defense really tough to deal with. And I think Josh Allen got his first experience of that. I've never really seen Josh look like that since he's become like superstar Josh Allen. You know, early on in his career, that's much different. But he just looked confused, didn't look like he had the answers. Can you do that to a, a degree against Mahomes again? Again. That's the that's the magic button. And that's the thing, right? We say this about Burrow. You're not going to get him again. At some point, he's going to figure it out. And is this the time where Mahomes figures it out? I don't know, but maybe it is. And so that's why I try to remind everyone at the beginning of the week, like this is still the Chiefs and Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey. And uh, can you do that again? Can you slow down those guys again? Literally no team in the NFL can do it. it Kelsey always finds a way to get going or everyone else around him goes off. And, and so Patrick Mahomes threw for 500 yard, or 5,000 yards for a reason this year. He's a freak. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if the Bengals can do it again. Looks like they're going to have extra resources. Their, their plan tends to be dedicate extra resources to Travis Kelsey, right? They recognize that he is weapon A in this Chiefs offense. I think that makes sense. They're, I wish I could remember who did it. It's a great breakdown of – the way the Bengals would drop a guy like you go back and watch. There's a Twitter breakdown of this. I can't remember who did it, but they would drop the defensive end on the side of the field. If Travis Kelsey motioned across, like say he motioned from right to left, he goes from Sam Hubbard's side to Trey Hendrickson's side. Then they drop Trey Hendrickson and get a little knock on him at the line of scrimmage. He goes from in line or, or from, from trips out, yep. split out wide into attached on the right side. Then Sam Hubbard's dropping and they're getting a bracket, and they're taking away that quick window and just muddying the picture for Mahomes. You go back to last year's AFC Championship game in the second half, people were saying that they'd never seen Mahomes that confused, the way you just talked about Josh Allen. Rarely looking like he didn't know where to go, double-clutching a lot. But that, I think, needs to be part of the plan. But there are some differences this time too, right? Joe Tooney back really a, a huge bolster for that internal offensive line for the Chiefs, which is fantastic 
from left guard to right guard. One of the best, if not the best, internal in, interior offensive line in, in the NFL. But Trey Hendrickson had his way with Orlando Brown last time these teams played. Yep. And that's a big matchup, I think, right? O- outside of just the, the, the Travis Kelsey bit. And Kadarius Tony back. And he hasn't been playing a full set of snaps every game, but he has been a positive contributor for this Chiefs offense. He has, and he's dynamic. He's dynamic. He's he's one of those guys that if if you let them get into a rhythm, especially in the red zone, he's found a way. They've they've used him in a bunch of different ways to to try to get him going. Look, it's still the Chiefs, and if they want to do that ring around the rosy thing, I, I know uh, Anarumo was asked about that on on McAfee's show. Mm-hmm. You just got to be ready, and and they're going to have little wrinkles, especially if you get up early. Like in an ideal world, you do what you did last week and not what you did last year at Arrowhead because that place was bonkers. And and just the, the more and more I think about that comeback, it's just wild that they were able to pull that off. You don't want to be in that position now. And so defensively, hopefully you're making Mahomes try to solve things much sooner than – what you just said, Inarumo confusing him in the second half. Well, hopefully you confuse him a bit in the first half too. Then they'll adjust, and then you adjust, and hopefully you could stay a step ahead, right? Because that's that's really where the Bengals have have played in, in a lot of these games. As, as weird as it it was against Baltimore, they did have a lead, uh, especially in that the Week 18 game, and then the the playoff game was a little weird, but they had sort of a lead for a bit, and then obviously. Uh, it, Huntley kind of changed things, and it was just a really unique game in and of itself. But the Bengals have played with a lead a lot over the past six weeks, and during this winning streak in general, we'll see if they can keep that up on Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking at Trey Hendrickson in this game, right? that That's a, a big X factor to me. If he can go off again and affect Patrick Mahomes again, that's a huge deal, I think. If they can get pressure with three and four like they did last week, against Buffalo and continue to drop eight and cloud those quick passing windows. I think that's a big factor this week because it wouldn't surprise me to see the chiefs go to quick game. If Patrick Mahomes has some limitations in his mobility, instead of the three second developing things where he might have to extend the play and get out of the pocket and evade some guys, which he could still do in that second half last week. And it looks like he's feeling pretty good and we'll see how he, how he looks on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not dialing up the blitz, man especially early, like Lou will pick his spots with the blitz. But to me, even if you think he can't move, that is that is not the answer. Because to me, if he can't move, they go quick game and let him get the ball out very quickly to diminish the need for him to move around. And, and then you're just taking bodies out of coverage. So that's just my opinion. We'll see how he looks. I'm sure you'll get a look at him pregame if you're Lou Anarumo in this defense and, and make some assessments from there. And of course, adjust as the game goes on. But James... I think we've we've gotten through the the stories well enough. Where where's your prediction for this game? Are the Bengals going back to a Super Bowl? Yep. Cool. I think it's tight. I think it's it's much like the the, the first three games in this series, where it goes down to the wire, and which team is going to make one more play. And the Bengals continue and have made one more play during this ten game winning streak, the the best streak in team history, uh, historic. A set of circumstances, you know, a historic winning streak for the the Bengals now, fourteen and four on the season, and I think they get to fifteen and four. I think they just narrowly squeak it out, and and they get to that thirty point threshold, which you you mentioned earlier this week, thirty to twenty seven. They get it done. Evan McPherson, again, 
just continues to, to be clutch in cold, cold conditions. It's going to be like five degrees at Arrowhead. I think Joe Burrow plays great. And at the same time, will there be some mistakes on offense? Yeah, there will. I think this offensive line is going to struggle compared to last week, and, and they might not be able to run the ball as well. But they should get theirs as well. And on the flip side, I agree with you about not blitzing Mahomes early. Let's see what he can do. And, you know, then you pick your spots on when to blitz him still. But you might be able to catch him off guard if he if he's struggling to move around a bit. So uh, this defense, they limit Mahomes just enough. Travis Kelsey has single-digit receptions, not 14 like he did last week. And the Bengals advance. Uh, why, why would you pick against the Bengals right now? I, I wouldn't especially now that they're underdogs again and you got Willie Gay talking, the whole vibe feels a little different, uh, at least outside of Paycor Stadium than it did a few days ago. Inside feels the same as it did last week, same as it did Monday, Tuesday, uh, now Thursday as we record this. They're confident, but they're not cocky, and they're ready to go out there and play well. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take the, the Bengals to get things done 30-27. to 27. We'll see Should if they can fun. do it. But, but if so uh, – I'm going to have to book that that flight to Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. Let's go back to the Super Bowl. Let, let, let's see the Bengals do that two years in a row. That'd be well, – oh, that's what we like to do here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We like to cover Super Bowls, right? That's right. Hey, it, I don't want to give us – I don't want to give the new nickname yet. Just get it done on Sunday. Just get it done, and then I'll drop the new nickname. <laughs> Something to look forward to. For all of you out there, by the way, Ryan Tracy's score prediction, James, 31-30, Chiefs favor. Um, so you're both you're both right around that 30-point mark. I haven't thought about this until you did your score prediction, and we don't have time to get too far into it at this point. We, we need to wrap up here, but McPherson in the cold is a storyline to me. This is where we saw some weird things happen with special teams, kicking footballs when it's five degrees, is kicking rocks. And so that, that I think is a challenge, but he's been good. He's been solid in the playoffs and, and that will need to continue. Of course, if, if he's cold at Arrowhead last year. Yeah. Not this cold, right? No, but new England was weird. That, right. That, like it was, weird game. you know, now who knows, maybe the wind's swirling at Arrowhead too, but I would also bet on, on McPherson to, to drill the game winner if needed. Yeah. You would, Hope that that clutch gene that he showed last playoffs is is still firing on all cylinders, right? And he's been good in the playoffs. He's, he's been solid the last couple of weeks, and that will need to continue again this week in Arrowhead. But we'll be back after the game. I may be on vacation, but like I said, I'm still here for Locked On Bengals as much as I can be. So we will have you covered after the game, James, from Arrowhead, of course. And hopefully we'll have some nice – Super Bowl plans to talk about then. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hooday, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 